that's where things get busy. Like, I am an asshole on that show weekly. Jerks, so-called people listening jerks. <laughs> and but if I do a bit where 
so we used to just get all of these stories, and I would just cover weird news stories, stuff that you'll you'll hear like on on Huffington Post or uh, maybe the Mirror or Unilad or something on those lines. And you're like, you know, like man attacked by giant spider. And you want those details. You want to hear all of those details, right? So I would find all of these stories. Not a Florida man stories. I would find all of these different stories. And I was like, I need to maybe make my co-host be the person that chooses the stories because I'm interested in all of them. So I would frame it as a game, and it's called New Challenger. So I'll give him a word, a detail from uh, from the headline, and he'll pick it, and he'll be like, did I just pick a bad story? I was like, you did, because he's like arachnophobic, or he has body injuries and things like that. And I'll give him something banal, like, man, he's like, oh. Yeah, man seems nice. Man loses his arm in car accidents up on those lines. And he'll just... We test our friendship. That's the way I put it. We test our friendship weekly. Wow. Put it right in your face each and every day. That's what's up. So the network has seven unique shows, including a more mature, socially conscious podcast called MCRO Cast and other sexual education podcasts coming soon. C-U-M-M coming soon. <laughs> the Tenet Network includes two weekly podcasts, Mastermind Team Broadcast, which we were just talking about now, and also Unofficially Black. Let's talk about that. Unofficially Black um, came out of a conversation with myself and my co-host, uh, Jess Gregg. Uh, he, he's a very light skin in aesthetic and in uh, mindset dude and he was like i don't really feel accepted because of how i how i operate things that i experience he's a very sheltered guy so i have some of those kind of same things like i'm into wrestling and anime and stuff that black guys don't do and i thought like maybe we should start having a conversation around that maybe we should start bringing on people who have similar experiences who don't really feel included in the black experience. So that's where Unofficially Black came out of. We're, I think, at our 60th, maybe 70th episode right now. Oh, wow. How how has that experience been for you? Because I feel like it's a journey to be able to start covering these things and being honest with yourself and being honest with the world and talking about, you know, realities that people face because there's a lot of people who feel like they don't fit in with, you know, the black culture. Um, So maybe talk about something, an experience for you that has been like the most memorable experience on 60, 70 episodes. Like what has been the most, most, you know, what what episode or what moment has been the most memorable experience for you? Uh... It's, I, I want to say maybe the first one. Uh, the first one was just, you know, it was just a, just a conversation I didn't think would lead into a podcast, to be honest with you. And it was a lot of um, roadblocks uh, that day. Um, I was coming from a funeral and going directly to a podcast. And I'm like trying to be funny, trying to be interesting, trying to get this thing over and not bomb it as soon as I started. You know what I mean? Like, you want to get the show over and make it good in the first time. And I'm dealing with just coming from a funeral, my, my uncle passed and all of that. And I was like, how can I make this show good? Oh, thank you. Uh, how can I make this show good and, repre- and representative of what we want to do? Because, you know, it's like a song. You know, people will listen to like the first 30 seconds and say, all right, this shit's whack. I think a podcast is the same way. So if you listen to the first episode and it's not getting you, then you got to move on and, it worked out. I mean, it's, that's the one, that's the podcast I have to do the most work on of just moving and developing and trying to grow. And we do a lot of guest spots on there too. Robcast doesn't really do guest spots. 
unofficially black always has guests on there. We've had wrestlers, we've had um, just different people, and we had a witch on there once. <laughs> so we've had a lot of different things. That's what I'm talking about. That's definitely weird and different. That's definitely how you change the game up, bring them something that keep people interested in things and the things that people most are interested in but don't want to talk about. So I think that, that weird stuff is like me. I'm not the type of person where I've always liked little weird things, but I've always been like a little bit taboo to talk about it. I'm like, well, you, you know, you just kept it to yourself. So I think that having a place like where, you, where you've created is awesome. Um, before I get into some questions about you know, the podcast journey, I wanted to ask you also about Bloggy Blog because that's like the last part of it all. I know you have a couple of the aspects that go into it. Um, can you talk a about yeah. that? So you said the blogs, right? Yeah, bloggy uh, blog, yeah. <laughs> so um, right now I do um, a quasi-regular blog. It might be monthly. It's called Observations. I'm the lord of puns. I always have a pun. And uh, so I'll, I'll talk about just stuff that I see, just observations. I'm a very pensive individual. I'm a very thoughtful individual. So I'll see stuff and I'm like, all right, we need to talk about this. I need to put this out there. So one of the things that pops up is this, uh, this observation I wrote called limes, birds, and I forget the other one, but they're all of those scooters that you see permeating through the different cities. And not in a conspiracy theory kind of way, but I was just like, what do we know about these, these things? Why are they in these disenfranchised communities? Why are these where the, they're being left at and things like that? And I'm just framing and posing the question. Um, one of the other blogs that we do uh, is a comic, actually. I write comics uh, once a month. I, oh, nice. it's, a cat, it's a cat comic. It's based on me and my co-host friends, and it's really ridiculous. Um, I got two issues that are coming out in the next, like, ten days. Uh, a little webcomic uh, called Attorneys at Claw, and uh, they're cat lawyers. It's ridiculous, but um, I enjoy doing it, and it's, it's just something else. Something else for the brand, you know? Wow. Wow, do you do uh, like? I'm not gonna ask you how you do all this. Just yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. But before I so lightning conclude all that, like sex education, how do you make that happen? Like, what are you talking about with sex education? Like, you know, with different forms of you know sex now, you know, and sexualities and things. Like, how do you put that across to the world? So uh, with that, um, there there have been two iterations of uh, the sex podcast we've done. Um, both both of them, well, they're on hiatus, if I'm, if I'm going to be uh, frank about it, but I've always had a, a interest in being mindful, being knowledgeable, and, and being inclusive and being able to open up a conversation. So uh, one of my good friends is a, um, a sex educator, and we met at a sex shop, and I saw a bunch of different things at said sex shop. I was like, you would be great for a podcast. And we started podcasting. So we talked about everything from, like, in, in the 15 episodes that we did for uh, Coming Soon, which eventually became a new show called Natural Mama Sex, we try to cover, like, one topic in each episode and something that's considered taboo or what have you. And we try to be as inclusive as, as we're qualified to be, I guess. Makes sense. I get it. You're going to cross some boundaries and limits and that, you know. You get yourself in trouble, or you know, cause some problems. So I totally understand. Um, but so basically, like, how is it that you do all of this? Like, how, like, in ten years you've come a long way. How, how do you do this? Uh, drugs. No, it's it's usually just um, just trying to get a mic, trying to get a conversation, and at this juncture, like, being able to network and being able to have an editor, and also 
knowing what I want and being able to have a flow with people. Um, I think a lot of stuff happens in post. If I can get like an hour, 20 minutes, whatever, I can get decent content. I can get a good show. So knowing that and having confidence and, you know, kind of having a conversation with somebody, I treat everything very conversationally. And then from there, just edit. I, and I know exactly what I want to do. I don't do a trivia show. I don't do inform, an, an, an information show. I don't do a lot of interviews, but I know how to get them and I know how to craft them in a way that leverages my strengths. Got it. That makes sense. <coughs> and for, excuse me, for someone, you know, who maybe wants to get into podcasting, who never, who doesn't have an experience, um, yeah. they definitely feel that they have a nick for it. Well, what, would be, what would be the best thing, advice you can give for them? Just keep going. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I actually consult at two colleges, and I've taught a few, like, students who want to learn um, in and around Baltimore, and... You know, that's, it's just important to me. Like, I like podcasting a lot. It's something I'm very passionate about. And I think that has to be a thing for you. Like, I was reading something the other day about this notion called pod stopping, this phenomenon where people will start, maybe do five podcasts and then put the mics and all of that stuff away. I, there have been many times where I've taken breaks. There have been many times where I'm like, all right, I don't know if this is a good show or this is going to move forward. But I always come back to it. I always joke about it being my most stable relationship. So, <laughs> and loving what you do. Loving what you do, definitely, I definitely agree with that. And how has growing up, are you originally from Baltimore? Yes, I am. Uh, and so, how has your life in growing up in Baltimore affected you now as in the podcast and, you know, what you put out to <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so... At one point, uh, my co-host from Robcast and I, we were on another network. We were trying to kind of branch out and do something different. And uh, we were doing a show, and it was really cool. And then the unrest happened. And we had a person who was also on the network who was a New Yorker who had a, and a very staunch conservative Trump supporter. And she had a lot to say about Baltimore City. And I roasted her ass. And it was kind of the end of that that partnership because I was called a bully and all of these different things, but I was just gave her a daily dose of truth. And I was like, that's what I'm here for. It was like that reminder, like I wasn't going to sacrifice what I believed in, like just saying, Oh yeah, that's funny that you're talking about the city I'm in. That's currently having all of this shit happening. I know I'm going to say that and I'm going to continue doing my show the way I want to do it without anybody else's input. You know, and, that, and it was just like a very freeing moment. Like, I'm very confident in what I do, and that was just resonant for me. Got it. I, I, I get that. And that's really before I get into, the, you know, the, 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 all the tea questions. <laughs> um, is for, <laughs> for, for um, no, don't forget. I'm like, my mind's slipping. I'm super excited. I'm like, make sure I stay on top. Um, anything you run in 10 years? of being on podcasting and now, uh, you know, making history. Is anything that you said, man, that's one thing, I, that was one wrong decision I, sh I made and I felt like I would have did, you know? Um, I, I would say there, there have been some things where I was young, younger, you know? Uh, I'm 34 now, so I started when I was 24. 24-year-old is a lot different from a 34-year-old. It's probably some wild shit that I said in, those, in the history, but it always came from a place of love. It always came from, I can be wrong. So 
maybe some stuff that I've said or maybe some uh, guests that I just didn't, like, work with again. You know, just kind of not being super patient. You know, being confident in what I know but not being patient is probably the biggest one. You know, like, just awesome. drop off the show, just not saying, like, yo, let's continue this. It's just like, nah, I think I'm good here. I think I'm good. I'm good. Have a good one. I'll talk to you never. Got it. It's been real. <laughs> it's been real. Like, I'm head out. Now I get it. <laughs> so on to our questions that we like to ask all our guests who do our all tea um, interviews. If first question is this: If you had all the money, power necessary, what would you do to make change that you feel most benefit the LGBT plus community? Yeah, um, I, I'm. I'm. I'm here. For for the for the support, um, and I think it has to be like for me, like on brand. I don't want it to be something that's like fake. So like, oh, I'm gonna donate here, I'm gonna donate here. No, the arts are important to me, and healthcare is important to me. And you know, I, I was unemployed at one point during this whole podcast journey, and I had to do this like whole healthcare thing, what have you. And it was at a um, it was at a hospital that's in quote unquote one of our neighborhoods. And I was just like, yo, all right, this is definitely a resource, but it also needs to have more stuff here. It needs to have more resources here. So if I had the resources, they're going to a spot like that, maybe even open up other ones. And even for the arts, I'm really into arts. I'm really into painting. I'm really into support. And I know there's a lot of starving artists. And I know that, you know, from what I've seen, my experience has been around like, yo, you don't have the resources. There are different things that you're just unable to do because you're, you're living your truth. You're living your life. And it's unfair. So if I can help in whatever way, why not? Here's some grants. Here's scholarship, whatever. You know, here's this hospital. Let's do it. Right. Got you. Wow. That makes definitely sense. Well, thank you, Shada, for that. Hopefully we can get you that money and power so you can make that happen. (laughs) 2020, baby. (laughs) We're out here. Uh, Question number two on our list is this. What is motivating you in life? And there's a part two to that. So, so we'll start with that. What is motivating you in life? What motivates you to do what it is that you do? Expression. Uh, that's, the, that's the major thing for me. Um, I'm an Aquarius, right? And I, I have this inclination that I have to be heard. Like, I, I, don't, I think about things. I don't say horseshit. I feel like I, I add value in conversations. I add value. because I, I, I want to be valued. And it's, it's, it comes from a very clean and non-narcissistic place, right? And I think, like, that's what drives me. That's my ikigiri, the Japanese term, or what have you, what makes you get up in the morning. And being able to express, my, able to express myself is my thing. And that's very, very important to me. Gotcha. And, for saying, what is keeping you from accomplishing that goal? If you say anything. Um, Sometimes, sometimes it's resources. Like right now, we're doing a, we're doing a, the, the video thing right now, and we're talking here. Uh, sometimes people want to see me; they don't want to just hear like a voice. And you know, good cameras take money, and uh, doing live shows takes money, and things like that. And you know, with any podcaster, because that's the medium in which like I'm doing a lot of my stuff through. You you want to expand, but you have a day job, so you're trying to balance those two things. And the resources are are important and just it's just reach as well like I think that goes back into resources like if I feel like I need to be heard and there are people that may share a similar inclination that I do how can I get to more people that means I have to travel that means I have to do speaking engagements and things like that and that require, requires resources 
facts that make sense. And I think that's the part that people don't tend to see. I think that they tend, they tend to forget that, you know, you want all these things to happen. But if I have a Kickstarter or somebody for you to donate money or to help me keep it going, i got to pay for it out of my own pocket. And that's the part that, call, you know, that becomes, you know, a bit of a challenge with all these other things you have to do. So I think that informing people of that is great. So thank you for that question. That was dope, yeah. And our last question for this particular part, you know, I might have another question for you just because that's just me. <laughs> but last part for the all the questions is, what is your deepest tea? Something that you never shared on social media before, but, you know, something you're willing to give with us here on the Homos Tea. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's it's I'm real boring. It's it's banal. Like I'm a domesticated cat at this point. If you got at me a few years ago, you would have heard some wild shit. But like right now, it's probably just I'm not as much of an asshole as people think I am. <laughs> I'm a really nice guy. I'm a cute teddy bear. <laughs> or a bear. I don't know. But I'm, I'm fucking like really nice and really thoughtful and really caring individual. So that's just that's the thing. People don't know that about me, and I don't really talk about it on the the shows. I don't say, yeah, I'm great, guys. I, I like people. I'm like, I hate everyone. Fuck off. You know? <laughs> That's probably my thing, I guess. Got you. <laughs> and, and, and in closing, you know, is there, I want to ask you this personal question. Is there any, you know, anyone in the podcast industry that you feel like if you had the opportunity, you, you would be, if you had the opportunity and chance to, you would collaborate with um, that you haven't already? Someone feels like maybe like impossible to reach, but if you had like, like if they were listening and then somebody else was listening, that could be would make it happen. Is there anyone out there that you feel like you would love to collaborate with? Um, I think uh, probably the person that that kind of motivated me to get started uh, is Kevin Smith, um, the you know director of those movies. Like he has that uh, Jay and Bob's uh, reboot movie coming out, and he transitioned from doing film and talks to doing podcasts. And he's been podcasting since 2007. And I was listening to him when I kind of made that decision to say, yo, I want to do this. He, he, he said on one of his shows uh, that he used podcasts as the excuse to maintain his relationship with his friends. Like, as you get older, you have kids, you have responsibilities, but you don't want to lose that friendship. And I would love to do something with him because it's like, yo, it's like sitting there next to the master. Like, yo, you're, you're the guy that got me in this. Uh, and if I want to be hood about it, this is a mirror. Uh, because uh, I think we talked about some of our stuff, and um, I, I feel like I feel like podcasters, my version of podcasters, were rappers, and you know, just, we just want to be real hood. I just want to have like you know clothes sent to me and Jays and Jordans and shit. Come on, you want to be that famous? Well, don't you hype me? Say it again. I want to be a podcast hype beast. I just want to have all the drip and all of the time. Listen, like you want all the it's the, the great sponsorships and all that comes along with it, you know, and then you, you just talk about it and be about it because it's what you do. Yes. Appreciate that, yeah. Come on, brother, talk about it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, this has been pretty much, you know, this has been an awesome interview. It's been amazing. Um, and you know, first and foremost, you know, are you working on anything outside of podcasts? And just so if someone's like, hey, by the way, I don't just do podcasts. I have a sneaker, or you know, I have a clothing line, or maybe anything, you know. Um, no, it's, it's mostly everything kind of gets fed through the brand. So, like, uh, I, I will be doing a um, a paper version, a hard copy version of the comic um, at the end of the year. We're going to wrap up at the end of the year. Uh, I write it with my girlfriend, and that's really dope. Um, and it's kind of something for us to kind of share together. Um, she's a writer as well, so that's something. And I'm going to work on a web series probably in December as well. So just trying to just get these thoughts out into a medium. So, yeah. 
See, when you ask the right questions, you get the right answers. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so let the people know where they can find you once again. Anything you want to let them know that you're really promoting or anything you want, you know, that, that you've got coming up um, outside of what we just talked about. You can find me at mtothernetwork.com. Uh, we have all the podcasts on there. We're on Spotify, uh, we're on Spreaker, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all the places. And on IG, that's uh, Lord Lee MTR or MTR Podcast. That's both. I'm both people. Split personality. Uh, and you can check me out on the Facebook, MTR Podcast, as well on Twitter, MTR Podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm Rob Lee with MTR.